Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, Convention of States supporters, and welcome back to another episode of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff. I'll be your host. And of course, I have the amazing Rita Peters with me. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this uh, of this episode, we want to do a couple of housekeeping items. This broadcast will not be streamed and will not be put on YouTube, unfortunately, because we have received a second strike from YouTube. Yes, you heard that correctly. YouTube and the tech overlords have decided to give us a second strike because of our interview with Rick Green of Patriot Academy. Unfortunately, what happened is there was some content in there that YouTube labeled medical misinformation, whatever that means. I don't even remember talking about medical information at all when we were interviewing Rick Green, but apparently our big tech overlords are sneaking in and listening to every single word that we say. You can find the offending video, offending video on Rumble where it will not be censored. For months, we've been posting all of our content there on Rumble, and we have been immune from big tech tyranny there. Um, so if we unfortunately do receive a third strike from YouTube, our YouTube channel will be completely removed. Uh, thankfully, though, we have put in some contingency plans. Of course, you can go to Rumble, and you can go to other platforms where you can view our content, even if YouTube decides to completely remove our channel. Uh, Rita, I want to get your perspective on this. What What do you think about YouTube giving us a second strike for this medical misinformation? Well, so much for it being Constitution Week, right? right. <laughs> In right? a truly free society, even YouTube as a private company, even they wouldn't dare practice such blatant censorship. But they know that the federal government's going to provide them cover. And I would actually challenge our viewers to go to that video on Rumble, watch our interview with Rick Green, and see if you can find medical misinformation, because it is not there. We were there, right? <laughs> and there was no medical misinformation. Um, because YouTube isn't an actual government entity, we can't claim directly First Amendment rights against them. So this is a real problem today for what the founders thought of as the marketplace of ideas, because now YouTube can shut down the marketplace. And that's really just troubling. When big tech teams up with our big government and uses its muscle to suppress viewpoints that they don't like, we are headed for disaster. And I'm very concerned about this, Andrew. I'm very concerned too, and unfortunately, we're not going to be putting any YouTube videos up for the next month, and we're going to be watching this very closely. It's it's very unfortunate that uh, it seems there's not equal uh, equal consequences for videos um, on YouTube, but nonetheless, um, for now, we're not going to put any videos on YouTube for a month, and there's also Rumble where you can get our content. So uh, we have a really jam-packed uh, episode, Rita. We are going to be talking about uh, some of the things that's been going on with President Biden's uh, mandates, his vaccine mandates, and because we have just volunteers streaming in after that. So it's amazing to see the increased support that we are receiving from that. Um, we're also going to be talking about Constitution Week, which is this week. We have two amazing volunteers who are going to be joining us. 
and they are going to tell us what they are doing, what they, what they and their state, uh, state teams are doing for Constitution Week. Excited to hear about that. Before we get to those very exciting topics, of course, we do have our Article 5 trivia giveaway question with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, take it away. Thank you, Andrew and Rita. It is great to be here, and I know it's going to be an incredible show with a couple of great interviews, especially on Constitution Week when there is so much going on surrounding our Constitution right now, not just the celebration of what our founders did, but it's really interesting to see all the things that are going on and happening to our Constitution. Uh, and I would certainly point out the First Amendment is something that we are seeing regularly, and you're going to hear more about that a little bit later. But one of the things I wanted to bring to you as far as our question today is one that really revolves around using the Constitution to save the Constitution. And if you should answer our question correctly, we're going to give you one of these, our activist fuel mug on one side, COS on the back. So when you are sipping your activist fuel, you can get ready to defend this Constitution. You can use Article 5 to do it. So here's our question for the day. And oh, by the way, if you don't win this mug, you can go to shopconventionofstates.com, shopconventionofstates.com, and buy your own. They're inexpensive. They're great. They hold just the right amount of activist fuel. And I drink out of mine almost every day. They're a lot of fun. So hopefully you'll win. And here's our question. You probably know if you've been around any period of time that we had a simulation. We want to test out, since it's never been done before, we've never had an Article 5 convention, convention of states, in the history of America. We thought we should take it for a test drive. And although there's been at least 38 interstate conventions, we wanted to make sure that this thing would actually work as our framers intended. So here's my question for you for today. This week marks the fifth anniversary of the first ever simulated Article 5 Convention of States. Where was that held? Where was the first simulated Article 5 Convention of States held? That is our question. I'll be back at the end of the show to give you the answer. Hopefully, you're the one who will celebrate winning this incredible activist fuel mug, and we'll see you soon. Back to you, Andrew and Rita. Thanks, Mike. Well, before we get going with our two guests, we want to acknowledge the fact that we are seeing so many volunteers come in, or supporters and volunteers come into this organization because of uh, recent events that have been happening with the Biden administration, just the country being on fire. People want to get involved because they see the Convention of States is the solution as big as the problem. Our founders predicted that we would be in this situation right now. They didn't see tech censorship. They didn't see vaccine mandates. They didn't see schools being hubs for indoctrination, but they knew this, that the federal government would one day grow tyrannical. And that is exactly what is happening right now. It was, it was an inevitable thing that was going to happen. That's why they included the second part of Article 5, which allows the states to pass resolutions to call a convention. And that's why our organization was formed to help usher in the very first Article 5 Convention of States. So far, we have 15 states that have passed our COS resolution to limit the size, scope, and jurisdiction of the federal government. We need 34 states to start or to begin a convention. 
Uh, and that's exactly what we are working towards. We are working towards getting that 34 state threshold. Rita, can you please tell our viewers, especially the ones who are new to the organization, who don't, who aren't all the way into the know on what's going on with Convention of States, fill us in on the progress we've been seeing in various states. I would be happy to, Andrew. As you mentioned, 15 states have already passed our resolution. Those are Georgia, Alaska, Florida, Alabama, Indiana, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arizona, North Dakota, Texas, Missouri, Arkansas, Utah, and Mississippi. It's getting to be a long list and we're thrilled. Again, we're on our way to 34 and there's been some exciting progress this year that I wanna tell you about. In Ohio, the COS resolution was introduced with two primary sponsors and 15 legislative co-sponsors, including one of the very influential leaders there, that Speaker Pro, Pro Tim, Tim Genter. That's a tongue twister. Our resolution is currently pending a hearing in Ohio in the House Committee on State and Local Government. In Wisconsin, the full Wisconsin Assembly passed the resolution with a landslide vote of 58 to 36. That is huge. So now if the Senate passes it, Wisconsin would become state number 16 to join the movement. And I can tell you our Wisconsin team is gearing up for a big rally next week to push that resolution forward. Over in Pennsylvania, our resolution has been introduced in the House with 19 sponsors and bipartisan support, y'all. We are looking for things to pick up in the legislature there very shortly. In Michigan, Representative Matt Hall has introduced our resolution with an impressive list of 25 co-sponsors. And let me tell you about South Carolina. After our supporters there packed multiple overflow hearing rooms for committee hearings, our resolution passed the South Carolina House and Senate Judiciary Subcommittees. Then we secured full House passage in South Carolina with a vote of 66 to 42. Again, a huge statement there. In Nebraska, we had Senator Holleran, one of our champions there, use a bold strategic move and this rare parliamentary procedure to advance our resolution. Now we are lined up for a full vote by the unicameral Nebraska legislature, putting us just one vote away from passage in the state. And on Friday, which is Constitution Day, the Convention of States Nebraska team had a big rally at the Capitol building there in Lincoln. Check out these inspiring images. This is just a small glimpse into the momentum that's building all across the nation. We the people are fired up and are taking bold moves to use the founder's solution and drain the swamp permanently. The best part? There's not a single thing Joe Biden and his corrupt cronies can do to stop us. But it's up to you to make this happen. You don't need to be any kind of political expert in order to make a difference. The founders intended that everyday Americans would be about the business of governing the country. So please 
go to conventionofstates.com today to sign up to be a volunteer and join your local team of COS Patriots. And before we get to our interviews, we have another edition of COS Field Report Reports. Today we have Michael in Louisiana. He's going to show us some of the scenes from a recent town hall uh, that local Convention of States team members participated in. So over to you, Michael. The, the role of the federal government is supposed to be limited. The duties to the federal government are few. Everything else is left to the state governments or to the people. That's why we're doing this, and this is how it works. In September 15, 1787, during the Constitutional Convention, one of the delegates got up, George Mason, and said, wait a minute, we have an amendment process in our Constitution, in our draft that we're working on. We have a provision in it for amending the Constitution, but the only way to amend it is if Congress does it. Well, Congress is never going to reel itself in, right? Ooh. They knew that back then, and everybody commented, oh, you know, you're right. And so they added this procedure that we're using now. That is, the state legislatures now can force the call of a convention by 34, three quarters, or two thirds of the states. And Mark Levin is one of our endorsers as well. And here's what he says this will inspire you. I am often asked on radio what we are going to do about recovering our country. Too often, what is meant is, what is someone else going to do to save America? That mindset is simply unacceptable. If we are to rally to the defense of our own liberty and unalienable rights, then each of us, in our own roles and way, must become personally and directly involved as citizen activists in our own fate and the fate of our country. The time has come to claim what is ours, the American Republic, from those who seek to destroy it. If we expect others to rescue our nation for us as we go about our daily lives as mere observers uh, to what is transpiring or close our eyes and ears to current events, we will lose this struggle. So I, I leave you with that thought and I hope to talk to some of you later on tonight. If you're interested in volunteering, please come up and talk to me or some of our district captains, and we'll be more than happy to talk with you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for that update, Michael. Well, today we are welcoming Marcy Brooks, who is the grassroots coordinator with the Convention of States Tennessee team. Marcy, as you know, uh, this is Constitution Week, and you have been doing some amazing things. You've been reading the Constitution. You've been doing public readings of the Constitution, which is quite amazing considering how rare it is for people to read the Constitution just in general, but then you're taking it a step further. You're doing public readings of the Constitution. So just tell us about this experience and how you and the team are actually doing this. Okay, well, um, we have a group in East Tennessee. Actually, I have helped to start eight different groups called um, COS Points of Light has nothing to do with George Bush. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, we just try to teach people to come alive and to be part of the community. And so the Greenville group, which was my first one, um, we decided to have a public reading of the Constitution. And my original plan was to do it at the courthouse. 
but I happened to be visiting the Andrew Johnson Visitor Center, uh, which is a huge complex when you put everything together. And I was talking to the ranger and I told him what we were planning on doing and his uh, next up, I don't know exactly what you would call her, but she walked through and she heard me and she said, that is an awesome idea. Why don't you do that here? And I said, really? You know, with the national park, I didn't know if they would allow that or not. Although that sounds paradoxical, but anyway, uh, she was very excited and she said, you could do it on the lawn of Andrew Johnson's home. Well, how cool is that? You know, so we uh, started making plans. And as it turned out, uh, the director of the whole events thing uh, got my email right before he went on vacation. And so I thought it had kind of died in the water and didn't say anything. But as it turns out, he finally got back and contacted me and we hustled, got it put together. We didn't have time to actually do an event which in the national park system requires a lot more paperwork and time. So he said, how about if we do a free speech activity? And so we just had to make a few changes on understanding what our limitations were, but they were so open and friendly and helpful. And uh, so we had several uh, people who helped read the constitution. And one of the sweetest, well, there were two really good stories that came out of that. One is that just as we were getting ready to start, a couple of women walked by and I had written on my easel that, you know, we were having a constitution reading. And she, this one gal, she turned around and she said, you're, you're reading the constitution? And I said, yeah. And she said, could I help? And I went, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so we um, let her read the preamble and she was retired Air Force. And she started to read and she said, she, she started to tear up, you know, and so she wanted to quit. And I said, oh no. I said, we want the passion. We want the passion. And so she read the, the preamble and it was so precious. She was actually visiting from Houston, Texas. And then the other story that came out of that was we had a 12 year old boy that I actually teach piano lessons to and his uh, mom and he helped read. And she told me Sunday morning at church that he was riding home with her, you know, Saturday. And he said, mom, if everybody just lived according to that document, we wouldn't have any trouble. <laughs> and it's like, wow, is that profound or is that profound, you know? And so um, it was wonderful. It was inspiring to all of us that helped read. And um, we planted a seed, I think, for next year that Sean, our ranger that helped us, he said, why don't we start early in the planning for next year and we will put it on the park calendar as a park event. And so they are going to promote it for us through the national park system next year. 
That is just amazing, Marcy. I love hearing about the passion of the woman as she read from the Constitution. And I can't think of any better way to celebrate Constitution Week than just to read the Constitution in public. But tell me why this public reading of our founding charter was so important to you and your team. Well, I think that, um, you know, I have a theory that baby boomers may actually be the salvation of our country because we remember we had to take the Constitution in class. Unfortunately, it never occurred to us that we would have to defend the Constitution, but we took classes in uh, the uh, Constitution and had to take a huge test at the end of it. In fact, you couldn't graduate if you didn't pass the Constitution test. You would have to take your senior year over. And so it was really impressed upon us that this is important. And But I have to admit, I don't think I had ever read the whole thing through. And, um, and so when the idea actually came to me one day when I was talking to one of our DCs that she said, I, I haven't a clue what kind of activity we could do. And I said, well, Constitution Day is coming up in a couple of months. You could have a reading on the courthouse steps. I mean, that just kind of, God just gave me that idea. And then, of course, once I spoke it, <laughs> I had to make it happen in as many places as possible. So we actually had uh, our FUT in Sevierville. She read it out loud on the on the, the courthouse steps there. So we had at least two of our points of light groups that did that. And uh, and as we read, there were times that we would catch ourselves just being overwhelmed with the beauty of the way it's written and the power of the words and the and and sometimes we'd want to stop and say, um, do we do that? <laughs> Are we actually doing that? And and so now I think it's really going to cause people to want to take the Constitution classes and because we want to know how much of this is actually being lived out. And one of the things, um, if you can't see my shirt, it says we the people decide, but we're designing another shirt um, that says we the people must be the people. And I think the only way we can do that is to know the Constitution and live it out every day. Mm -hmm. Marcy, I just love hearing how, how you describe the team, calling them COS Points of Light. That's just such a wonderful nickname and really just kind of uh, shows how we care about our team so much. I'm really happy that you have that deep connection with your team. Tell us a little bit about how you got started with Convention of States. Why did you decide to give your time, your talent, your treasure to this movement to restore the Republic? Um, well, I was telling Rita earlier that I've actually been an activist before. Um, it goes back to the 80s when I was homeschooling. And that was kind of when I woke up and uh, started trying to share with other people what was happening in the country. And they're going, it'll never happen here. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, um, so I was very active during that time as I was homeschooling for seven years. And then in the 90s, I got involved in Right to Life. So I was um, made trips to D.C. for the big march and 
and it just I just couldn't believe how apathetic people were and uh, then in 2000 we had another big event in my life that uh, dealt with a, a court case that I ended up doing radio talk shows and I don't know I just got tired trying to convince people they needed to speak up and so I quit for several years almost 10 years until last year um, when friends of mine were telling me I was not compassionate um, because I wasn't believing that we should go under mandates. And I, I said, listen, all you have to do is look back at German history. We had a great civics teacher and that civics teacher made me do it, well, he asked me to do a report, I guess I shouldn't say made, but he asked us to do reports and mine was on the psychology of Hitler, how he used different things to manipulate the people so that they could end up slaughtering millions of Jews and never thinking about it. And they were so conditioned. And uh, so I've lost friends, I've, you know, and uh, anyway, by February, I just said, God, I can't stand this. I don't want to hear it anymore until I have something to do. Famous last words. And almost instantly, I got an email for the Kingsport uh, Convention of States meeting by Lyle Hill, our state director. And I went to the meeting, heard Mark Meckler's presentation and said, this is it. This is what I want to do. And I signed up as a DC, a district captain, um, became one almost instantly. I think I nearly drove our uh, state grassroots coordinator. I'm a, actually a regional grassroots coordinator. Um, I drove John Taylor nuts asking questions like, what's next? What do I do next? And so by March 1st, I had my first group in Greenville and, I, and then I it just grew from there. I mean, it's a, it's like so many other people's stories that I became so involved. And by the end of March, I was a regional grass. I was a regional captain. And by the end of April, um, I became regional grassroots coordinator and have been working every spare minute that I can since then. Well, there's no doubt about it. If if you want a proactive, meaningful solution to federal government mandates and all manner of federal abuses of power and overreach, Convention of States is the way to go. It is the positive, constitutional, legal, proactive solution. Marcy, tell us what else is going on with the Tennessee team. We've heard a little rumor that there might be some sort of friendly competition with the COS Georgia team. Can you tell us about that? Okay, well, um, one Thursday night at a um, national call, well, with the states, past states, I think it was, Tony Moore, who is the state grassroots coordinator for Georgia, evidently, and I had just stepped out of the room. I mean, I just missed it. But uh, one of my DCs contacted me and said, did you hear that guy from Georgia talking about points of light? And I said, what? <laughs> and so I watched the video over and there he was saying, you know, 
I don't know who it is, but Tennessee has this cool COS points of light thing going. And, and then a few minutes later, he said, well, you know, I'm really competitive. And so I picked up on that. And the next day I looked Tony up and introduced myself. And we talked for a few minutes about the COS points of light. And then uh, I said, Tony, I have a challenge for you. And boy, you could see it. You know, he said, what? And I said, how about if we see what state can be the first to have a district with 100 active volunteers? And so as we talked about that, he said, well, that might not really be fair because we just ended up getting rid of a lot of people. And uh, he said, you know, we're kind of rebuilding our system. And so we came to an agreement that instead of 100 within a district, it would be which state between September 1st and January 1st would be the first state to have 100 engaged, trained um, volunteers. And so we have a Wednesday night call that um, there's a little bit of banter, but mostly we work together and we are training new volunteers how to get involved. We're getting uh, suggestions from them. And it's remarkable, the stuff they're coming up with. And um, then after they have done their full training, then we will give them a graduation ceremony on the next call. And then they graduate from our show to the um, next, uh, the, the state leadership meeting. That's really amazing to hear all of that, Marcy. Um, before we let you go, I just want to ask one thing. The points of light um, comment that you've been making uh, about the volunteers and even being a light yourself, uh, this is an official or an official organization, correct? It's just a nickname that we kind of throw around for the national or for the uh, teams, correct? Right, right. It's not official. The, the reason I came up with it was uh, the very first meeting I had, I went to Staples and had the map of Greene County because we're one of the few counties that actually has our own district. Uh, we have almost a thousand square miles. And so I took the map of Greene County to Staples and had it blown up like blueprint size. And then I mounted it on a board and I took it with me to my first meeting and I gave everybody a sticker. And I said, okay, I'd like for you to put a sticker for where you live so we can start seeing how we're distributed throughout the county and how where we need to work and that kind of thing. And uh, that night, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about how dark, how dark the world seems right now and how fed up God must get at times. And I was thinking of God saying, I think I'm just gonna, we're just going to end it here. It's too much. And all of a sudden, he sees this little bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> These little lights pop up in Tennessee. And he goes, what's that? And he goes, that's, that's COS and their points of light. And it was, that's where it came from. So that's just the nickname we use for our people. That is such a heartwarming story. Thank you for sharing, Marcy. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with Thank us. You. Please, uh, I hope to have you back again. Oh, I hope you, so. There's so much to do, so much to share. And this is such a great organization. I'll always be so grateful for being part of it. Thank you.
Thanks, Marcy. Now we have Janice Hellman, who is the State Director for Convention of States, Idaho. Janice, thank you for joining us. We just had a few moments ago, Marcy Brooks, who is from Tennessee. She's the grassroots coordinator there. And she was explaining to us uh, some of the things that her and the team have been doing or what they're going to do for Constitution Week. You also have some fun activities that you and the team are up to in Idaho. You have a program called Teach Freedom and you're launching an essay contest with cash prizes. Tell us a little bit about this um, essay contest that you've set up with the team and how did it start? Sure. Yeah. Well, let me give you a little bit of background. Um, you know, we just wanted to um, have some sort of education outreach program for our Idaho students here. And we think it's really important to teach the Constitution. So uh, we, we developed this to offer Constitution education to all Idaho students. And we have an education outreach team led by Director Scott Ryder. Uh, we all participated in a um, trade show in June the Homeschool Idaho Convention, and we connected there with administrators and homeschool parents. Um, we offer, uh, in general, we, we our goal is to offer the Constitution Alive and Bi Biblical Citizenship courses in association with Patriot Academy. So we created the Teach Freedom program to enable that and um, did some branding with it on our website. Um, so our goal is to educate our Idaho children and introduce Convention of States to their parents as Article 5 is part of the um, Constitutional Live course and a natural progression for parents to understand the COS resolution and sign our petition at the end of that course, uh, which will grow our grassroots base and ideally our team. So we, we created our first annual uh, Constitution Day essay contest and emailed invitations to over 250 school administrators, including private, charter, church, and homeschool organizations. All of the documents are located on our Idaho Teach Freedom page with contest exercises and questions designed for two grade groups, seven through nine, and 10 through 12. The entry consent form there has been approved by COS National Legal, and the essay questions were created by our very own education outreach team member, Robert Bate, who is also a regional captain here in Idaho. So we hope to have lots of entries, and um, they will be evaluated based on the criteria in the entry consent form, and we have cash prizes, awarded to each of the grade groups. So that's what we're doing. And uh, so that, of course, kicked off on the 17th. Well, Janice, that sounds like a great program. It also, I'm going to be honest, it sounds like a lot of work for you and your team. Yes. So I'm interested to know why this is so important to you and the Idaho team to teach the Constitution, not only to students, but to their parents. Why do you have such a deep conviction to do that? Well, as you can tell, our country is on fire. And um, I think at the, at the very root of our problem is that our children aren't educated properly to begin with. They aren't learning our Constitution, and they aren't learning the principles set forth by our founding fathers. So this is a way to um, 
bring that information to our Idaho students through our different uh, homes, home groups. So um, homeschooling is a huge part of it because we have a lot of homeschool groups here in Idaho. And also, you know, we'd really like to get into the um, into the public schools, private schools, you know, and, and make a mark and be known as um, offering something really important and valuable to Idaho children. So you mentioned that this um, program started on the 17th. What is the deadline um, to submit an essay? Well, that's all in the entry consent form, and I'm sorry I can't bring it up right now. Um, there's a whole uh, outline of uh, what all of the um, all of the specifics are for the contest. They're all outlined on our webpage. It's the Teach Freedom uh, tab on our Idaho webpage, and each of the documents that I created are there. So there's the entry consent form, which uh, requires a, a parent or guardian signature, and all of the uh, specifics as far as um, timing of everything is listed there. And uh, once they, they um, sign that and get that back to us, just take a pic on your cell phone and email it back to our outreach director. And um, then we uh, have a, um, the essay contest. It starts with an exercise, which is interesting. Some, some, some great um, questions and then one essay question per uh, grade group. And then um, also in, included in our um, package there online is a flyer uh, designed specifically for each grade group that has um, part of the essay mm. question on it. And, and one last little follow-up question. Um, is this contest, is it just specific to Idaho or is this something that's uh, in yeah. other states? And if it's not in other states, is this something that can be duplicated and started in other states? Yeah, that's our hope, of course. You know, we want to grow this nationally because this is so important to all of our states. And, um, you know, unfortunately, Idaho is not one of our past states yet, but we're working toward that. And we're hoping that this will help us, you know, as I said uh, earlier, not only educate our children, but educate the parents as well and bring them into our group. Um, so this is just for Idaho students, but it certainly can be replicated. And, and the uh, forms that I created can be used as templates for other states. That is so exciting, Janice. And, you know, I've had the privilege of working with you for several years now. You have been just so faithful and tireless in your efforts on behalf of Idaho. And I'm so grateful for you. Can you tell us um, what else is happening right now with the Idaho team? And for viewers who are watching from the state of Idaho, what can they do to help and get involved? Well, it's interesting. Uh, we're getting a lot more volunteers in Idaho, and it's probably pretty common with the other states as well, because, you know, everyone's concerned about where our country is and is headed. And so we're holding as many uh, town hall meetings as we can to get our uh, volunteers involved. Um, we just spoke with Andrew Barkman the other night on one of our team uh, meetings regarding uh, block walking. So that's going to be an exciting thing for us to do before it starts snowing. <laughs> and uh, we're hoping to uh, engage and motivate our um, 
volunteers because this is something that they can do with us, not having a real depth of knowledge about Article 5 and our resolution, but something that they can learn about when they participate with us. So that's that's one thing that we're pretty excited about here. And then also, um, as I mentioned, uh, we have a great group. Uh, gosh, we have four regions and we have uh, region regional captains in three of the four. And we're all uh, working hard to plan meetings, uh, town hall meetings for um, communities there within our districts and expanding our uh, messaging to all of those um, communities so that we can grow our base. Um, and then, of course, always um, with the goal of connecting with our legislators. So, you know, it's there's a lot to do here. <laughs> well, it certainly sounds like you and the Idaho team are very busy, which is amazing to hear. I know that you and your team are working so diligently and you are going to be one of the states that does pass the COS resolution. We're just we're just oh, waiting yes. for it Your to happen. to God's ears. <laughs> yeah, it's a matter of time. That's all it is. Well, thank you so much for joining That's us. Right. That's right. And we hope to have That's you back. Right. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Janice. All right, now we are going to transition to our Article 5 trivia answer with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, back to you. All right, I'm back. And thank you so much for a great show. I know the folks that have been watching are enchanted to hear from our Convention of States activists and hear what's going on, especially with all the things that are going on in our nation right now. I've never seen more people more agitated by what's happening. And that's brought a flood of people into us. You've probably heard 20,000 people have signed our petition in the last week. It is just an incredible spike in the interest in putting our federal governments back in check. And so here's our, our question, our trivia question of the day. You may remember if you were here earlier that this week marks the fifth anniversary of the first ever simulated Article 5 Convention of States. And the question, of course, was where was it held? And the answer is Colonial Williamsburg, Virginia. What a great place to have that convention. It's such a historic place. And we had commissioners, as they're called, from all 50 states descend on Colonial Williamsburg. Parties melted away because the commissioners were representing their states. They mostly agreed on the decisions being made closer to those affected by them, which is exactly what we were demonstrating would work. They whittled down to six. Wouldn't it be great if we had six proposals that would limit the scope and power of the federal government. That's exactly what happened. There were eight that were made, but only six made it out of that convention, which is fantastic. It takes a majority to get them out onto then ratification states, which is two thirds, excuse me, three quarters or 38 of our states. All this was live streamed. And if you go to conventionstates.com slash sim, you'll be able to get there and watch any or all of that simulation and see exactly how well it worked. So that's our Article 5 trivia for the day. And now back to you, Andrew and Rita. Thanks so much, Mike. You know, we do this show every week to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted to we the people. The framers knew this day might come, 
and that's why they included Convention of States in Article 5 of the Constitution. We believe that the best days for America are ahead, but only if we do what it takes. It won't happen by osmosis, and it certainly won't happen by just watching this broadcast. <clears throat> Millions of Americans have already signed our petition, and thousands of volunteers are doing the work required to restore the Republic. These heroes need your help today. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? Like the founders, we must act. This is the moment where history is made. So if you're ready to take your place among the Americans who did whatever it took to save the Republic, sign up for one of the volunteer roles with COS. We look for team players who are eager to see America reach a new golden age of freedom and prosperity. We will give you all the training you need and plug you into a community that engages in the only solution as big as the problem. If you'd like to learn more about being a COS activist, go to conventionofstates.com and click the Take Action tab to get started. Make sure that you're also following us on social media. This is very important, uh, especially now. We, we would like you to follow us on all of our media platforms, not just on YouTube or not just on Facebook, but also on Rumble, MeWe, Twitter, Parler, Instagram, wherever you're getting your social media buzz, make sure that you're following us, make sure that you're liking the content, and make sure that you're sharing content as well. Um, you can also find our Convention of States podcast. It's a brand new podcast that we had. You can get all of the content that you see on our social media pages. Plus, you can also uh, get legacy content there as well. Search Convention of States at, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, or Audible. Make sure to leave us a five-star review that helps us grow um, the podcast on those different uh, media platforms. If you'd like to bypass big tech. If you'd like to bypass the big tech overlords, text START to 54555. Uh, again, START to 54555 to bypass the tech overlords, the tech giants who want to censor everyone who has opposing viewpoints. Um, you can get uh, COS content directly by texting START to 54555. Um, make sure that you check into the battle cry with COS Mark, with COS uh, president and co-founder Mark Meckler. It airs every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure that you also come join us next Tuesday for another episode of COS Live at 6 p.m. Eastern time. One last thing, if you are looking for the person who's going to restore the public, we have some straight talk from one of our endorsers, Steve Dace. Check it out. I, I did a a Zoom talk with the New Jersey chapter of Convention of States last night. And one of the reasons I gave them that I thought that what they're doing nationwide with this movement is so important is because it could very well be the last mainstream outlet that still represent that still that is that is actively attempting to represent the values of millions of Americans in a political system where neither major party is interested in you at all. One of them hates you, and then the other is called the Democrats. So, we are not alone. Just no one represents us. Calvary isn't coming. Just look around.
you're the charge of the light brigade here. Who was it that led the charge that turned Gettysburg, am I thinking Pickett's charge or something like that, right? That's us. Ain't coming from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Ain't coming from the RNC. Depending on the state you're in, if you're in a Georgia, a South Dakota, and Iowa, you might get it's coming maybe from your governor. But those are exceptions to the rule. En masse, the reinforcements are in the mirror. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.